handle this. You know, I was being all silly and, and bragging and everything. Well, I watched her with her, and guess what? She was right. I was like, dang. I mean, it just knocked all the wind out of my sails. I was so discouraged because it's like it is coming 100% rain, ice, and, and still water was in the, in the shade of all this ice and everything from a quarter inch to a whole inch, all that kind of stuff. So I was very discouraged. I walked outside to feed, to feed our horses, and I was just like, man. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, CJ, he said, what the weathermen are saying, he said, that what, the, what the instruments are showing and, and all their models and radars and everything, he says, that is a reality. It's not make-believe. It's not fairy tale. It is a reality. He said, however, that reality is subject to my kingdom authority. And when he said that, it was like, anybody ever seen Popeye eat his spinach? That's what I felt like. All of a sudden... Never mind. I was so fired up and excited because he's, and it's like, you know what? He's right. This reality that the weathermen say is subject to the greater kingdom reality. Case in point, remember Jesus was in a boat asleep and his disciples said, Jesus, don't you care that we're dying because that storm was about to wipe them out? Remember that? Storm, weather. And Jesus got up and was like, where's your faith? What's wrong with you guys? And he said, hush and be still. That reality had to submit itself to the greater kingdom authority of Jesus Christ. And he's given us authority. And so when I realized that, then we continue to pray and continue to speak to the atmosphere and say, you will not produce an accumulation of ice on the roadways, on the roadways and on the power lines. And the rest is here so we know what happened. And basically what my pastor friend changed his sermon to is he used that statement because I put it on Facebook. I put it out there inviting people to join us in making declarations. Well, he saw that statement that the state that the reality of the meteorologist is subject to the greater kingdom authority. He preached a sermon on that message. He made his message that statement. And he began to tell people what in your life needs to become subject to the kingdom reality. And so he was very encouraged by what what the Lord did. And, and so I'm encouraged. And a friend of mine, Chris, where's Chris Redding? Come on up here, Chris. Chris happens to be our county commissioner. <clears throat> Actually, he's, he's a son of the father who happens to also be a county commissioner. And uh, we were having a discussion last week, um, last Saturday, and, and I just want him to share what you were talking about concerning the weather. I am over District 2. And one of my responsibilities is uh, to manage the emergency management department for Payne County. And so because of that, whenever big things are happening, I'm always in the mix because if an emergency does proceed on, we have to call everybody in, set up the emergency operations center, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in this particular event, since we were signed up for the conference, we were, I was very interested in, in watching the weather as it unfolded, because I knew the declarations that were being made. I knew the prayers that were being prayed. I knew the importance of the conference. But I also knew what the weathermen were saying. And there was, indeed, a perfect storm brewing for this area as far as natural conditions. So as I was watching these things happen, and as if you watched me at the, at the conference, every once in a while I'd sneak off and I'd check my my messages to make sure that we weren't having things happen so I wouldn't have to call and wouldn't have to leave. 
But in the midst of all this, an amazing set of circumstances occurred. Not just one, not just two, but three different things were happening that kept Payne County from having a huge ice storm, huge accumulations of ice, huge power outages. Three different things that rarely happen together. And I'd like to share those with you. Can I borrow some of these flags? Just two of them for a second. I need someone who's really cool. Come on. And you're bright right there. That's you. Just a second. Let me get this set up. This is a graphic. I'm a real visual kind of guy, and the visuals on this thing were impressive. Okay, hold that there. And then hold this one. Okay. There's, if you go to Wikipedia and hit ice storms, you'll see a much better graphic of this. <laughs> but this is, this is the cold weather coming into the warm weather that we had earlier had. And cold is heavier than the hot, so it comes in underneath the heat. Let's pull this up just a little bit. Comes in underneath the heat and pushes the hot air up. When that cold air hits the hot air, especially when the hot air has a lot of moisture in it, it rains. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true because all that air gets like compressed and, and like a sponge, it gets kind of squeezed out and it drips. Well, what they were predicting was that we would be in this area here. Up here, a lot of hot air, very little cold air. The rain's hot. It comes to the ground. The ground temperature is warm, and it's just cold rain. You start moving here, it's cold, miserable rain. It starts to get kind of slushy. You start moving up here, it's kind of like sleet. You move up here, it's accumulations of ice. And you move up here, and it's just flat out. Everything is ice. Things are breaking. Things are getting heavy. Power lines are down. Trees are going across roads, blah, blah, blah. From here over, my job gets interesting because we're now having to clear roads. We're now having to find people, shelter, things like that, because we're losing power, losing trees. We were predicted, and the conditions were such that we were going to be somewhere between here, bad, and here, very bad. But that obviously didn't happen, did it? <laughs> we were kept right in this little corner, this little pocket right here where the rain was cold and things were kind of miserable, but still not too slick. The trees iced over a little bit. The power lines iced over a little bit. But check this out. From the week before, the ground temperatures were high. Because the air temperatures, were, and we were enjoying short sleeve weather. The ground temperatures never dropped below 33 degrees. Freezing is 32. If it had dropped two more degrees, all the roads would have been slick. Since the rain was coming from air that was 50 degrees and falling through a short area 
of 30 degrees, it didn't have time to freeze and get cold. So actually the net effect was the rain was still just warm enough that when it hit the trees, it would melt a little bit, drop off, and then refreeze for kind of a net zero ice. And this air right here that would normally mix, like when you put hot water and cold water, it kind of eventually comes to that middle. It never mixed. We were stuck right here in this little point all weekend long. Amazing. Miraculous. And just another day in the kingdom of God. And so because God cares not only about the Kingdom Creativity Conference that he wanted us to have, but because of this community. And that's what we were really fighting for. We were fighting against the destruction of this community. And as a result, we had an amazing time last week and, and got to play like kids. And so where is Omid Burke at? I'm going to invite Omid to come on up. And... Awesome. Was that fun? <laughs> well, uh, one of the coolest things about this weekend was we just kind of got to play with Daddy. It was just really awesome and got to be like a child and play with him. And... Um, I, love, I don't think you said this, but Omid was saying yesterday that, you know, we, uh, when we're kids, we always dream about being the hero, right? And about the one who can come and save the day and who always has the answers. Well, who's that sound like? Jesus, God, right? So Jesus only did the things he saw his father doing. So I wonder why, as kids, we are always wanting to be like that. Isn't that cool? I think God put that inside of us, that, that we're seeing our Father, maybe even before we realize it, and we're wanting to be like Him. So anyways, um, so like we've been saying, we had the Creativity Conference, and it was absolutely awesome. Uh, definitely exceeded our expectations, I think. And it was just really cool. It felt like family, uh, just like family coming and hanging out and getting to, to play. And um, I was uh, walking to the office at one point and saw all the coats on the rack and everything. It just had this like warm, fuzzy you know, like, oh, everybody's at home playing, you know. It's just kind of this cool family feel. So um, we, we went after a lot of stuff. We went after um, uh, becoming childlike again and just uh, being healed and kind of returning to the, the place the Father sees us. Uh, we went after um, just uh, creating from what's inside of you because uh, everyone is creative, like we said. And then we went after um, creating for a supernatural renaissance and, and using creativity to transform culture. So we really covered a lot of cool things. And um, I'd like to have Michelle come up. Um, she did this painting. <clears throat> and uh, when she told me what it meant, I was just blown away. And it really uh, covers a lot of what we did this weekend. So I'd just like her to share this. Okay. Um, well... I don't, many of you who have ever painted know that when you start something, sometimes it doesn't come together right away. And so, um, but it's really cool to get to the end and be like, wow. I mean, because 
when you start out, it's just, it's not there yet sometimes. And so this was kind of like that where I just started out not knowing where I was going. But um, this, the bottom part here is different uh, stages of creation. And, um, and then, of course, us, which he holds most dear of his creation. And um, I painted the background like this. It represents the blood of Jesus that he shed. And it covers not only us, but the whole earth. And it's redemptive power. So it redeems the earth and it redeems us. And I painted the man white because his blood and his spirit sanctify us, purify us, redeem us. And to me, this represents him because of his blood and his spirit bringing us back to his original design. Purity, I mean, that's where our ultimate goal is, right? Is to get to where he originally designed us to be, you know, before all the other crud that came along. And because of his blood, we can get there. Now, you know, uh, since we've been painting, sometimes we... um, get clues on who this is for, or sometimes we get a specific name. And this time, I didn't really get anything um, in particular on who it was for. I thought, well, you know, this could minister to everyone, you know. Um, But I came in here on the last day, like right after we had finished um, on Saturday, and I came up here and... um, Chris Brubaker was was standing up here looking, and I just walked up, and he goes, that's for me. (laughs) So I was like, okay, you know, because I hadn't gotten anything. And I think sometimes we can claim that. You know, if something's really speaking to us, we can claim that. And so I want to actually, if he doesn't mind coming up, and because, you know, this may have... um had a different meaning to him than it did to me. And so I want him to share what this immediately spoke to him. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, um, trying to remember in the moment what I was thinking. Um, one, I remember you were a lot better painter than I am. Um, uh, part of it I think um, was uh, after you had told me what it meant um, because I didn't I didn't really like I was looking at it beforehand and it's like I don't know what it means but it looks really cool so I just really wanted to know what it meant Um, so I didn't I didn't really have a revelation on what I thought it personally meant to me Um, but when you had said you know how it was the sanctifying of the creation and the earth and the man, it kind of just spoke to me in how, you know, through life I have um, started out, you know, as a young child going to church and, you know, enjoying all these things. And then, you know, as you get more and more I guess, older, 
or as I started going more into the world, you know, there's this all this crud that, you know, you don't even notice it sometimes. It just starts seeping in. And so it's like this re-cleansing and um, sanctifying of myself uh, kind of, I don't know, it felt like a visual representation, representation of uh, what that would mean to me. You know, not just like all the little circles being all the little aspects of my life that I either howled in certain aspects, either above or below God, you know, that they need to be rearranged and reordered and going in the right direction. And so that's kind of. That's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I want to pray for you, if you don't mind. So, okay. Father, I just thank you so much for Chris, and I thank you that that your that that your creation through me has spoken to him. And God, I just ask you to remind him every day that your blood sanctifies us, and that he can get to your original design for him, as all of us. And I just pray that over him and your blood covering him in Jesus' name. Thank you. All right. So one of the things that we did in returning to our original design as God created us was to becoming like children again. And um, uh, I'll just share, I want to share a quick testimony that happened to me personally. Um, the week before, remember, you guys remember Caleb spoke and it was really awesome. Woo. Well, I, uh, I responded to the altar call. Not because I was a puddling mess or anything. I just, like, my heart was really registering with what he said. I just wanted to come up. So I came up for prayer, and um, a couple of the, the prayer team prayed for me. And they, they said that um, when they prayed, I, I felt like God was wanting to return joy to me and just to let me laugh and, and just, uh, th- this year he wants me to laugh, and it's going to be okay. And um, just to, to laugh a lot to make up for the laughing I didn't let myself do. And um, anyway, so I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and. I kind of felt like he was doing something at the conference. So I totally forgot about that until later this week. I realized it happened. Um, <laughs> because uh, the, the last night we had this awesome blowout worship and everything. And, and uh, you know, I was leading the meeting, so I was trying to be responsible. And it was like 1030, I think. And I was like, we need to shut this down probably so everyone could go home and be safe. So, so I come down like a, a responsible adult to shut down the meeting. And I start laughing like crazy uncontrollable is that even me laughing and um i can't stop and <laughs> just like laughing laughing and then the holy spirit tells me a joke i'm not kidding i'm not kidding yeah and and he tells me a joke and this is the joke i'm just gonna share because it's so good and cheesy but he says what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhinoceros a really big animal <laughs> But that, that really, I think that really did something for me. That may sound ridiculous, but I needed that because in that moment, God was saying, you know what, you laughing and just being like a kid with me is more important than trying to be responsible. You know, some people may need it the other way around. They may, they may need, you need to be responsible. Stop being like a kid. <laughs> but, but that's what I needed. That was the process I needed. And God knows our process, right? And so I would like Rod to come up. He had a sort of a similar testimony, and I just thought it was really good.
Well, it was interesting that you you gave that meeting as I didn't know that we didn't hear that at the uh, conference, but um, we were having our worship on Saturday night, and I decided to come up in, in the front, and, and uh, I just was kneeling down there, and I felt God give me the word "grown up idiotness," and to me that was like a mishmash of words, right? What is that? So as I was sitting there, I was thinking, okay, well, grown up, what does that mean? It means being responsible, taking responsibility, doing the right thing always. And then uppity. Well, what is uppity? It's kind of like snooty, snobbish, kind of kind of overly proud maybe. <clears throat> and I felt like he was saying he was like breaking that off me, grown uppity-ness off of me. <laughs> so, you know, it's allowing yourself to be childlike and not looking down on those that are acting childish towards the Lord or with the Lord. So I just felt him release that off of me or break that off of me, if you will, or whatever. But I thought... So good. <laughs> yeah, and um, so that, that I thought that was awesome. The, the childlike thing was such a big win, I thought... Another big win about the conference, I felt like it totally redefined our definition of the prophetic voice. And in redefining that definition, it gave every single person a prophetic voice. So it's no longer just, I can stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. It's, I can do a painting that's a window into heaven. Or, Or I can do a dance, you know. And, uh, and so I just thought that was such a powerful thing. Because that's what we need to really activate and launch the church, right? To, to really make evangelism happen, to really uh, bring in the bride, right? It's everyone doing their own thing. And so I'd like Daniel to come up, if you don't mind. Um, Okay, so no one told me what I was really supposed to talk about, but uh, uh, so I'm just going to be real honest and give you a little backstory before I get to what I'm supposed to get to. Uh, so I guess a little while ago, I got a divorce, and it was the hardest, most painful, hurtful thing like I've ever been through, and <clears throat> to be honest, I had no desire to come to the conference. Like, I just... In my head, I said I wasn't going to go, but then Todd encouraged me to come, and I was like, oh, gosh, I don't want to go. And so Friday, I got here. I was like, okay, I got here. I'm going to sit in the back. I'm not going to do anything, and I'm just going to get by, and then I'm just not going to come tomorrow. I did my one day, and that's it. And I got here. I was walking in the back, and Seth, I saw Seth. We started talking, and uh, we came in. He went, like, right up front in the middle. I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> And I sat down, and there's these little cards that they wrote out that they're like, they're basically prophetic cards for whatever seat you get. And the card that I got was the real ultimate fighter. And, <laughs> and when I saw that, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just knew I was supposed to be here. It's like, it was a sign that, like, that was like probably the only thing that would have kept me from coming or not coming on Saturday. And so, uh, and so that, like, that really, it just really spoke to me. And, like, what, with those cards, uh, 
Hold on. Uh, we had somebody, or the person next to us, pray over us, and uh, what Seth prayed was like, "You are re- you, <coughs> you are real. Your heart is genuine for the Lord. You're a fighter for what you know is yours. You're a real fighter, and that you're real. Fi- you're a real fighter, and doesn't quit when obstacles are in your path. The color yellow is the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and the holiest of powers you can tap into to recharge your ultimate fighter that fights for where your heart is. And uh, it really, really spoke to me because I was at a point where I just, that pain and that hurt just like grew and grew and grew until like, it was basically like I just had my heart ripped out and my, just had a hole in my chest. And like I was, I was not even, I was barely existing. Like I was just, I couldn't even say I was treading water. I was just struggling every day. Like if I could get out of bed, like that was, that's a good day for me. And like my deepest desire of my heart is like, I felt like I've been created to be a protector and a fighter for those who can't fight for themselves and to fight for the lost. And I just, like, in my heart, I was like, I was just so discouraged. Like, how can I fight for these people when I can barely even do anything for myself right now? And it, what God really spoke to me this weekend is that I'm teaching you how to fight for yourself so that you will not be hindered when you fight for others. And just, like, the whole creativity thing that he also spoke to me is like our creativity is our ability to express what's inside of us whether it's the hurt or the happiness whatever it is no matter what side of the spectrum you're on like that's a way for you to get that out of you and it's like and it ministers to you but then you'd be surprised how that ministers to other people it doesn't matter if it's painting or singing or writing or just i don't know putting legos together it doesn't matter like it's whatever you're whatever you're creative it's like it's God's gift to you to express what's inside your heart. And so, yeah. So good. Um, I think one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend was Saturday night. We were doing worship, and I was playing drums, so I missed a lot of it. But I looked down, and Daniel was up here shadow boxing. It was one of the most powerful things I've seen. But he was, he was fighting the way God created him to. He was releasing worship the way God created him to. And that was, that was the third big win I felt of the weekend was that we, we redefined what worship looks like. That it's so much more than, than lifting our hands and singing. That's, that's definitely part of it. But when we are all fully releasing from who we are created to be, that's just such a beautiful way to give glory to our creator. So, okay, so we had um, uh, uh, some amazing workshops, and and I'm going to start inviting my team up, and uh, we're going to hear some more prophetic voices, okay? So, Tay, would you start us out? Is that okay? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yes, just quickly, my little blurb is it was, the conference was awesome, and uh, if you missed out, you you really missed out on something amazing that I think happened for our body, but we'll catch you up to speed. Um, It was, it totally far exceeded my expectations as well, and um, can I just say that I'm not very old, but I've, I've always had this policy in my life that I want to be able to adjust to whatever the Lord is doing at any given time. And I don't want to be stuck 
an experience that I had when I was 16, and that's the end-all be-all, and that's the way it was done, and that's the only way it can be done for the rest of my life. I want to be able to change. I want to be a grown adult, and the young people coming from underneath me are experiencing new sides of Jesus, and I want to be able to tap in that too instead of rejecting it and being afraid of it. And now, there's. I want to be open to that. Not so open my brains fall out, but open and okay with it. And I'm finding even now at this point in my life, there are things that I'm like, what, Jesus? You want to do what? You want me to pretend I'm riding a pony in the sanctuary? Come on. <laughs> and um, so even now that, that he's like, you said you wanted this policy in your life. And I'm like, okay, that's how it is. And we experienced a lot of it this week. And I think, um, Man, I think for a while we've had some serious limitations on God. And that was one of the cool things that happened this last weekend is just watching the limitations fall off and people just go after Jesus in whatever kind of way and what ha- was happening in that moment. And I'm starting to see there there's so much more to him than I could imagine. And I've spent my entire life with Jesus. I wasn't a bad person like Caleb. And so... I like, man, I've got it going. No. (laughs) And so, sorry, Caleb. We're kind of battling it out for who can throw who under the bus. No. (laughs) Um, I, I really just have, even now, I'm just, I want to encourage you that if something new starts happening in your life and Jesus starts revealing himself in some new way, don't panic. It's going to be okay. And take it before the Lord. And there's such a difference between like, ooh, this feels creepy-to-creep and wrong. And I hate that. I don't want to do that. Like, there's a difference. And you know it. We try to deny it. Like, I think my spirit says no. When really, it's just, you don't like it. Get over it. You know? And I'm, I'm experiencing some of that even for myself now. Things that are uncomfortable, I have to realize my discernment and what is just uncomfortable. And, and, and letting the Lord be a part of that. So... It was a really awesome weekend, and I have just asked a couple people to share very briefly, short, snippy, about. I was able to do the, um, I had the honor and privilege of doing the dance and movement workshop. So many dudes showed up. It was awesome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was so, it was great. Uh, my whole life, actually, my whole childhood, I'd spent right here on this front row dancing during praise and worship. It's just been a part of my life. And I I was telling our workshop, I kind of don't know a way of expressing my love for Jesus other than like, yes. Like that's kind of like always been, I'm like, there's, I have to like move a limb or something. That's how I'm going to, Jesus knows. And I'm, now that's not for everybody. I have, I've been there where I've been like, how is that person even loving the Lord right now? what? And, and then, and the Lord like, Taylor, that's so terrible of you because that person loves me so much right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. And coming to that realization that there's differences. But anyway, for me, I love dancing and moving. I'm not a Juilliard ballerina. I am, I love cake and I can't be a Juilliard ballerina, but I just moving and expressing my love for the Lord. That's always, that's always been there. And so I had that privilege and we had, I had ladies come to the workshop. I had a pregnant lady come, go Maggie. 
and um, people who have had major surgeries on their legs. I know I saw her. She's in here somewhere. There she is. And young people, it was, it was awesome. And the Lord showed up and we just had a good time just like dancing before the Lord and asking what was he saying in that moment? Because I believe that um, dancing and movement is just as powerful as your prayer language. And um, it's saying something. It's doing something. You're, you're setting someone free in the third world country. You're fighting on behalf of someone who's struggling. You're doing something in the spiritual realm when you do that. And one thing I, I encouraged them with was because we did a little practice where, you know, you ask the Lord for something for someone, a, a movement, a motion, or a dance, and ask the Lord what it means. And something the Lord has recently worked out in me, and for a while, I don't, I don't put myself under... I haven't put myself under the prophetic category because I'm just like, I'm not thus saith the Lord. You know, I, I'm like, I don't feel that going on. And so I don't, I've never like put myself in the prophetic category. And then the Lord told me this last weekend, he was like, Taylor, being prophetic doesn't mean you have to read somebody's mail. And now I realize there's a difference when you're, like, wearing a Sooner cap and someone's like, I think you really like the Sooners. I'm like, well, okay. Wow, Jesus. No. You know, there's there's difference. But I, I just, I also think we need to take off that restriction that, like, you you can't speak into someone's life unless you're saying the impossible. You know, like, there's stuff. And so it's kind of set us free in our workshop to be able to just go for it. And if the Lord said, you're beautiful today, that's prophetic. And that's awesome. So I would like the people I asked to come up, come up, all of you at once, so we don't have to wait for you to walk up here for 10 hours and all this stuff. Just kidding. Popcorn-y, but clear. Starting with me? Yes. Good morning. Um, so I went to creative conference and it was really awesome. And I went to the dance. They told us that we broke into workshops, broke out into workshops. They told us to do something we were more comfortable with the first time. So dance is like, like Taylor's saying, I like to move my limbs and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll do dance. So then we got there and Taylor said, okay, everybody just do your own thing for a while. And then we'll get together in a little bit and like try and, you know, practice, you know, uh, dancing over somebody, getting a word for somebody. So I was like, yes, I'm going to wreck somebody's life with a dance today. And so I was like just doing my own thing. And the Lord kept, like, he was so adamant showing me that he, this girl, he had given her, like, a set of crowns. And one had, like, just, like, disappeared. Like, she had lost it or something. And he was going to restore that. And he kept showing me, like, he's going to give this crown back. And not only is he giving it back, but he's going to, like, put it on her head. And it's going to be, like more beautiful and just like better than it was before so I was like yes Jesus this is gonna be awesome it's gonna make somebody cry and then I was like but who's it for and he was like not giving me anybody's names and I was like oh I guess I'll just guess so I just left it at that I didn't tell anybody but I knew I had that and so that's but no name then, then. um so I kept seeing a movement that was like a crown on a table and that was the movement and I didn't know who it was for until we got into the circle and it was my turn. And <laughs> I was like, um, I think it's for Mariah. So I told her and then she told us like about the set of crowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> and everybody was crying. And we were all like, <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so for those of you who don't know, my name is Emily, and yeah. <laughs> um, and my favorite part was the exercise we did, because up until like this conference, I've always loved dancing, but I never thought like it could be used as a prophetic tool, or you, like you could express your prophetic voice through it. But I learned that I learned that I was wrong. So, yeah, it, yeah I always need it sometimes. Um, but. One thing that got, like, danced over me was just a movement, and it was Mariah who did it. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and she kind of, like, did, like, this. And <laughs> what it meant was, like, she saw me, <laughs> she saw me, like, going through, like, the potluck area, like, tapping people on the shoulder, like, wanting to talk to them, only I was using my foot to do it. <laughs> and, like, the thing behind it was that... I always find, like, a new way to do stuff. I don't conform to the way, like, you're supposed to do stuff. And what she did not know, and I have not told her, is, like, for the past, like, month, like, two months, three months, for a long time, like, that's been, like, kept on, like, being reinforced in me. It's, like, anytime I, like, go to pray, I'm just, like, I created you to be unique. And, like, like past words I've gotten prayed over me, like, you are unique. You don't need to be, like, anybody else. And so, thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gail. Like the rest of them, we went to dance first. Dance is totally who I am. For years and years, I just use my body as my instrument since I don't play an instrument. And I worship God totally with all my heart, all my being. And I just surrender myself to God. And just don't think about who's around me, but who I am worshiping, my creator. And the conference was a unique thing is that we, I knew about prophecy, but prophesying over a particular person was a new ex experience for me. And I had a vision first before I actually did the dance was this bridge over some water. And this person was dancing across the bridge with other people falling behind. And it was kind of like a Pied Piper, but a dancer leading the people across, crossing over to a new level, going across the waters. And my person that I was praying over and who I ended up seeing, God said it was for Taylor, that God was leading her to lead others into worship in the form of dance and that she was going to bring many across the bridge into a new realm of God. Thank you. So permission to lead a conga line anytime I want. Permission to lead a conga line anytime I want. She just said it. <laughs> Who's next? Caleb. Short and popcorny. I don't do short and popcorny. No. Um, well, maybe that's why I only have uh, one. So, <laughs> can I get Michaela and Sarah, please? Where are you guys? All right. <clears throat> So uh, in my workshop, we talked about sound. We talked about why God likes sound, that sound is an intrinsic part of the nature of God, that sound has uh, existed in eternity because uh, God's always had the ability to speak. So, uh, And we talked about all these different things and how we can relate to sound and how sound is a medium for us to speak. Uh, it was a medium for God to speak and how music relates to language. And that's the popcorny version. Taylor, you're welcome. Uh, you didn't brief me this morning when I woke up on my schedule for the day, so I was a little confused. <laughs> Got her. 
Yeah, how's that bus? <laughs> no, okay. So at the end of our session, well, the first thing we did is, um, I wish you guys could hear it this morning. We just don't have time uh, to do it. But we did an instrumental uh, with Brittany, Dee Dee, and Josiah. And it was just phenomenal what they did. I wish you guys could hear it. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, I want you all to listen to the Lord because you all can hear God, right? And everybody's like, I think so. <laughs> you're like, yes, you can. You can hear God. It's easy for you. Uh, it's not a problem. And so I would ask them to interpret, you know, what they were, uh, feel like God was saying to them through that music. And it was funny how similar a lot of them were. And then the second exercise we did is I was like, okay, so even if you don't have musical ability, I want you to write a song and you have 15 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, oh no. And so I'm like, it just a nugget, just a nugget. You don't have to write like this elaborate orchestral piece with seven parts. You just, just give me a nugget. I think Hans was like, God, you are good. And I was just like, yeah, Han, that's awesome, man. And because that's what he was expressing at the time. So yes, that's wonderful. What you're, if that's what you feel is in there. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I could write some of that too. Uh, you know, it sounds like a gospel song, but I, wanted them to ask if it was for anyone um, in the second class. I was like, ask if it's for anyone. And Sarah started writing some things. And um, do you want to share your process? Okay, so um, I've written songs or words from when I was really young, but I haven't done it in probably 10 years. And so this was really, really stretching for me because uh, all my stuff I ever, ever wrote was for myself. Anyway, if I would have known that I was supposed to write a song, I would not have come to the class. Just so you know, that's like, I did not know that was going to happen. So I felt kind of, um, you know, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I actually got on the keyboard and just, you know, ran my fingers over it a little bit. And I uh, didn't really feel like anything was coming from that necessarily. So I just sat down. And um, one thing that I really appreciated from Friday night was Shannon saying you need to make space to hear um, so that you can hear God. You can, you know, receive whatever he wants you to create. And so I just shut out everything that I could, and I, I got the word light. And from that, I just started writing, there is a light in you. And it just kind of, it just kind of came. I, I don't really know how to explain how it happened because once I started writing, the words just kept coming, and I just kept writing, and they just kept coming, and before I knew it, I had a song. So that was it. And then when I when I was done, I was think, sitting there thinking, you know, who's this for? And I got two more words or three more words, I guess. One was light bulb, or that's two words light bulb and struggling and I had this little vision of a light bulb that's you know not when the not a blackout but when there's like when you're not sure if the light's gonna you know go out completely and is flickering and you're sitting there waiting you know to see if it's going to go out or not so that was that was my process okay and so during the service uh I put her on the spot and I was like hey would you share and she's like uh-huh <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we're going to be brave. And it's great because everyone's being, you know, just really expressive during the creative conference. It doesn't feel all boxy. So people are a little more prone to be like, okay, if everyone else is stepping out, I'll step out. And so she did. It was so awesome. And uh, she got up and we did a little uh, 
performance. I, we did like five minutes, like getting it ready, and then five or ten minutes, and then, and then we just kind of went for it. And so, uh, and we sang it, and we presented who we thought it was for. She presented who she thought it was for, and Michaela came up. Yes, and would you like to share how you feel about it? Okay. So I don't know Sarah at all, and, like, I'm really glad you said her name, or I'd have been like, this girl. Um, (laughs) So I just feel like that's important because, like, she doesn't know anything about me. I don't know anything about her. So, um, but, like, she got up there, and she said something about a struggling light bulb, and struggling, obviously, was just like, yeah, I've been struggling a lot, like, I don't know, the last nine years, but for sure, like, the last couple weeks, like, have just, I've been on the struggle bus pretty strong, like, every day, and so, um, one of the things that, like, was just, you know, whenever, like, things just keep piling on and piling on, and then you're just like, gosh, if one more thing happens, like, I don't know how I'm gonna handle it, and so, for, like, three weeks, my light's in my house kept flickering, and I live in an apartment complex, and there's 12 other apartments in my building, and it's not like everybody else's lights were flickering or going out. It was just mine in my apartment, only mine. Like, I kept going over to my neighbor and being like, do you still have lights? Cool, I don't. Um, so, <laughs> and that was, like, that for me was just, like, the one thing. Like, I would call the apartment complex, and I'd be like, hey, my lights are going out again. And they would dim and get bright again and dim and get bright again and flicker. And they were like, oh, maybe you have too many things on. I was like, I have a, one light bulb in my coffee machine on. And they are like, I mean, turn something off. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I was just, like, really frustrated and wanting to tell them, like, oh, my gosh, you're horrible. So, um... <laughs> So, like, I was just, it was a struggle for real. And then there was just, I'm a single mom. There was just a lot going on um, with my daughter stuff. And just, gosh, I just was like, I don't know how we're ever going to happen this. But anyway, she said light bulb. And I was just like, uh-huh, somebody else is totally going to feel like a light bulb. Like, that's not for me. And then she said flickering light bulb. And, like, I put in, like, eight maintenance requests. And every single one of them I put flickering light bulbs. And so I was just like... Okay, <laughs> it's totally for me then. And so, um, like, I got up, and um, I'm going to read. She wrote me what she had read. but So she said this part. I'm not going to read it all, but there is a light in you. There is a faith in you. You think are you, you are not strong. You think you are too small, but you are more, far more than you ever dreamed. I take the weak things, and I make them strong. And even just, like, a second ago, whenever she was like, there's a light in you, like, I started tearing up again. (laughs) Because it's just, sometimes you feel like there's so much, and you feel so dark and low that you just think, man, I bet everybody else looks at me and thinks, like, horrible things. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And so, like, for God to just tell her, like, that there can still be light seen through me and that. God cared enough to speak to her on my behalf um, and just not forget about me because I feel forgotten a lot of times. You know what I mean? Like, how are we ever going to get through this? And where is where's the plan in all this or anything? So just for that, it just made me, like, I felt loved by God. Um, 
and even like this this week was even harder than the two weeks before that (laughs) and so like I kept taking these words out and reading them and just being like thank you for not forgetting about me God and um, thank you for seeing us through and it's just been a really big encouragement so thank you thank you yeah that's great I think that speaks for itself. So, um, who's next? Todd, Shannon, Amy's going to share. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually I went to Inventing with God. That was Todd and Shannon's workshop. And so, um, in the morning, we were supposed to do something we were more comfortable with, and then in the uh, afternoon or evening, we were supposed to go to something we were more uncomfortable with. And um, I think like inventing is. I don't know. I don't think of myself as inventive, but anyway, um, Noah, are you paying, are you paying attention back there? Can you find me, um, a Minecraft soundtrack from the, like the video game, just like the background music and play that, make sure it doesn't have any like weird stuff in it. Thank you. Um, anyway, um, so, uh, we went and we had to draw, um, I wish I had my picture. I left it. My, my mom dropped Noah and I off this morning, and I left my folder in the car, but that's okay. We get to use our imagination. Um, so we had to trace our non-dominant hand, and then um, we got to pray, you know, and just see what God would give us. Well, so I I don't really know what I thought, like, um, it was going to be about exactly, but anyway. So I sat in the rocking chair, and I started praying, and God gave me this picture so you can kind of just imagine. Um, so like there's a hand and it's traced in blue. And then like around the wrist, there's a bracelet that's DNA strands. And then there's a tree that comes up. There's roots that come through the DNA and they come up and they, the tree is like inside the hand and there's clouds in the fingers and um, some lightning bolts. And there's a tree with a heart and... Um, then on top of the fingers, kind of like hovering in the air, there's a pickaxe, a whisk, a sword, a mouth, and I think that's all I remember. I'm sure there was like more than that because I have more fingers than that. But anyway, um, so it's kind of interesting um, how God uses the everyday things to reveal his, his awesomeness to you. And uh this is the music from Minecraft, and I don't actually play this game, but my brothers used to play it all the time, and I'd sit there and watch them, like, and then go over here, and then they hit a pig, and it transforms into pork chops and bacon and all this delicious stuff that you can store and cook, and, you know, and then the creepers are just like, and they're just kind of scary, and there's Endermen, and it's just this really cool world, and it's very inventive and creative, and I've just enjoyed watching it, um, I'm not very good at playing it. I just stare at the ground and die, but um, (laughs) it's not very helpful. But I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me was Kaylin said the conference was about having fun. And I think as, you know, life, I've always been one who doesn't really want to grow up. I kind of like Peter Pan and he's like, never land. And I'm like, yes, never grow old. Um, But like you can become mature in God and still keep your childlike faith. And, um, so anyway, so I felt like the pickaxe was like um, representative that God gives you the tools you need. And so I got the word equipped and he equips us for the things that we need. 
And so the pickaxe was like something that he equips us to mine for the truth of God in the word. And so like some of the stories in the Bible are really weird. We were discussing this last night. They're so weird. Like some of them are like, okay, God, that's really creepy. But um, in between all that, there's like these, the one there's like, even in those stories, there's like a truth about God and something about God that is being revealed. But sometimes um, that has to, that, well, that has to be revealed. And so I feel like the Holy Spirit is the pickaxe that we can mine for the truth of God. And then, um, also in life, like sometimes when we have our church life and then we have everyday life, we have home life, we have school life. It's all these different parts of life. And it's almost like they're compartment, compartmentalized. I don't think I said that right into this box. And so, Sometimes we just kind of hop into different boxes and they don't really connect. And, you know, God is more evident over here and he's not as evident over here. But um, back in when we had the the youth camp, I can't even remember what it's called right now. Um, Generation Truth. Um, I God has showed me this picture of a cookie dough bowl. And like, it was like cookies and they were being whisked together. And it was like the Holy Spirit was saying, life is being mixed together. Like the parts, like the parts that you keep separate from me, like I'm being stirred in. And that's how a cookie is made. Like you can't just have a cookie with all the parts separate. Um, so that was the whisk. And then, uh, the sword of the spirit. And then that's kind of the things that you conquer in life. Like you have to have your sword, like in Minecraft, you ain't going to make it without your sword to fight things. And, um, so, yeah, I just felt like he equipped us, and that's like a declaration I've been making is that um, I'm uniquely created and equipped to the word of God and the will of God. It's on, like, a declarations page. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted, I don't know specifically, hold on. I think uh, this week I was listening, like, I don't always listen to Christian music, but I feel like I'm supposed to sing this, and it's, I don't even know if it's a good song, but if you want it, you got it. If you want it, baby, you got it. And I, I think just if if you feel like you need equipping in life, you can just ask God, and, like, he's fun and he's giving. And um, so, yeah, and he, and he equips us to do life with him. So that's that's all I have to share, but. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. We did the creative writing. Um, we, were, we really felt blessed to be a part of it and very thankful to be asked. Um, we have... Uh, we have... Um, one, we have one um, who, was, who wanted to share their experience, and, and Candy wanted to share her experience. She come, and then we have two who uh, who wrote um, some brand new creative things that never existed before. Who are also going to share? Okay, so I'm kind of like Daniel. Like, what am I doing here at a creative conference? <laughs> because I'm like black and white and straight lines. And everything has to be centered, you know. Uh, there's no um, out here at all for me. <laughs> Believe me. Structure, you know, I was raised with structure. 
And my career in computer software was structure. <laughs> I did some technical writing. <laughs> but that's taking this information and squeezing it down to something very simple. So I go the other way where I take something big and make it small instead of making it big. So... <laughs> Okay, God, uh, I was almost like, oh, good, we're going to have ice. Maybe it'll be postponed. Because <laughs> 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 what am I doing there? I can't paint. I took art in school. It was a blank canvas, and I didn't know what to put on it at all. I mean, I barely passed the art class, barely. <laughs> and again, I thought, what am I doing in this class and then in my freshman year of high school, I took a creative writing class. And two weeks into it, I transferred to a different English class because the same thing. <laughs> I told Shannon, God forgot to activate that part of my mind. <laughs> it's sitting there dormant. <laughs> I can't wake it up. Um, so, but I came and, you know, we got here, no ice. <laughs> Thanks to those who prayed. <laughs> It was so funny. God did, God's really pretty miraculous, isn't he? Pretty awesome. So it was really a great conference. So I know I'm supposed to squeeze this down. <laughs> um, so I took the inventing class, and then I took the creative writing class, because God has been telling me for years, you need to write. So I sit down with a pad of paper, and nothing ever gets put down because I don't know what to write. Okay, God, you want me to write? What do you want me to write? So I thought, well, this would be a really good class to take. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. <clears throat> so first, Lori Clarkson shared about how God speaks to her. Because she comes uh, you know, in with some really prophetic word from God. And so that I really appreciated her sharing that. And then I want to talk about the, the procedure that Sheila and Aaron kind of put together for us. So they, they gave us a packet of questions and then lots of lines where you could write. <clears throat> so the first one was starting out with one word. Okay, write one word. Ask God for one word. And then ask God for a phrase. And then let God take it from there. Well, my first page got filled out. One word, a phrase, and then the rest of the page got filled out. Wow, this is a breakthrough <laughs> for me, believe me. And then number two was start writing on what Holy Spirit has been showing you in the past. Okay, I can write down what's happened in the past. All right. And then partner with one or more person in the class, one or more persons in the class, and write down what you hear the Holy Spirit saying to you. Well, before we came to this church... There was never anything, I was never taught anything about listening to God and hearing what he had to say. So this is still a fairly new experience for us, but it was pretty cool. Sheila and I got each other, and what I wrote for her was so on with what God had been telling her before, and same thing for what she wrote for me. So that was really cool. And then... the. The next one was, remember, God is always talking to you. Okay. Sometimes pictures, words, feelings. Ask God what good things he's saying about someone. He will tell you. 
Creative writing will build up, cheer up, encourage, empower, enable, correct, speak life, and draw people near to God. Okay, so it really is a God thing. And um, then it, they gave us a chance to talk about creation. Okay, write about creation. So all those things really helped stimulate a way to write for me. So I thought, okay, I just, I've heard just lately, like three or four times, one word from God can change your life or one word from God can change somebody else's life. One of the things I wanted to, I'm, I'm so glad you said something, you, 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 you taught how, you told us how, or reminded us how, how Lori was able to add so much to the workshop that we have because she shared uh, the different ways that God began to bring the word out and how she would, and he brought it out, if I remember correctly, how the Lord brought the word out to her in the, in the way perfectly for her to understand that she could receive it. And that's what he wants with all of us. April, like to share? No. <laughs> So for the, the first um, exercise that Candy talked about, we were supposed to get a single word, a short phrase, and a longer prose, proverb, or poem. And so um, what I did not tell them was that a couple of months before we came here, we were going to another church, and the pastor prophesied over me, and he said that there were dreams in my heart when I was in high school that I thought were dead and that God was bringing back to life. And I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> so I went home and prayed about it. And the thing that he spoke to me was that I loved to write in high school. And I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write books. And I had given up on that. And so when I found out there was a writing workshop, I thought, okay, I have to do that first. That's, that's really important. So um, the Lord gave me a poem, which I haven't written in probably, I was trying to count up years, probably 18 years <laughs> since I wrote a poem. So, um. They said that it didn't have to go together, but for me it did. So my single word was flourish. My short phrase was send down roots. And this is the poem that I got. Can I set this down? Roots push down through soil rich and loamy. Years of decay and death now produce life as roots absorb from the soil. Descending down into darkness, they spread, search out for liquid treasure. Pushing rocks aside, navigating around clay deposits, they snake through the blackness, always searching. And then, mud, thick, wet life, the smell permeating the atmosphere. Small stones gently dance to the left, the right, reverently letting root pass by on its journey. There it is, the spring, deep and bubbling. Oxygenated life force, the root breathes in deep. More roots follow because groundbreaker has made the way. They follow the water, and the water gives life. And so, so Sheila told me to pray and ask if I felt like that was for anyone specific, and I felt like the Lord gave me um, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is 
For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall not see in fear when heat comes, but its leaves shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. And so I felt like this actually could be for several people. If, um, if you feel stuck, like you're in a place and you don't want to be there, but the Lord has not given you permission to move on. Because I personally have been feeling that. Like, if you don't know our story, we moved away from here and the Lord brought us back. <laughs> and I have really been fighting that, truthfully. Like, not wanting to surrender to that and feeling like, I just want to move. I don't want to be here. And I felt like the Lord told me to send down my roots. That um, being here and sending down roots and connecting with him is not the same thing as being stuck. That it means I'm connecting to the life force and that um, I'm not stuck. I'm in a season of intense growth. So I feel like that could be for several people. So if that is you, if you would stand up, I would love to pray over you. Maybe it's just me. But <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I'm just going to pray over us. Father, I thank you that we are not stuck, that you have planted us by the river, and that we are sending our roots down, and we are drawing in the life force of the water of your word and the water of who you are. And I thank you, Lord, that our leaf will be green. It will not wither, and we will not faint, that we are drawing in our strength from you, and that there will be no anxiousness, and we are not full of care. We are resting in you. And in the season that you have us in, we are resting in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your, your word. Father, I just declare growth over us, that this is not a season where we are stagnant, that this is a season of intense growth. And it may be stretching and painful. It may be uncomfortable, but you are with us in the process. You never leave us in the process. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, um, my name is Dominique. <laughs> and um, when the creative conference was first announced, I was like, I was super duper excited, but I had no idea which section I was going to go to. It was like the music and the inventing with God. Everything sounded so interesting. But um, when I was in worship one night, it was um, the second night of the conference. And Mariah and Natalie had just shared their crown um, story uh, from the dance workshop. And God was just like, uh, you need to go to creative writing. And I was like, I, I didn't understand. And the phrase that he gave me was a daughter of the king. And um, I had no idea. I, don't, I didn't know who it was for. But he did give me um, the, some clues, and it was like uh, for somebody, like a woman who feels that, um, you know, coming to their creative conference, that they had no creativity or nothing to give, or um, that they were all different from anybody else, and they just don't know who they are or what they're going to do. And so um, it's called A Daughter of the King, and this is what God gave to me in the class. So, who am I supposed to be? What am I meant to do? I'm told I am important as to my use. I have no clue. 
Everyone else in the kingdom shines with songs and dance and fame. But me, I'm just an empty soul with no direction to my name. So, Father God, please help me. Give me a voice to sing. For now, I feel more like a peasant than a daughter of the king. So with a heavy heart and a very saddened soul, I wrote down my concerns on an old and tattered scroll. I then journeyed to the castle from my old and tattered tent to ask the king his plans for me and also just to vent. My king, you've made a mistake, I said, taking to one knee. Judging by everyone else, there's nothing good about me. I do not dance, I cannot write, and I don't even sing. I feel more of a failure than a daughter of the king. As I stood dejected, a loving smile filled his face. He took my hands and raised me up, filling me with his grace. I'm sorry that you're hurting, and though those things are true, you'll no longer be depressed when I say the plans I have for you. No, you're not like anyone else and stick out from the rest, but you, like them, are my daughter and have received the very best. So allow me to explain to you what you are meant to be. You, my princess, are a warrior meant to fight with me. The things that make you different, I'm proud to represent. So hold your head up high as you return to your war tent. As the toe is important as the heart, so are you to me. So stand tall and understand that you're a daughter of the king. With trembling hands and excited spirit, tears streamed down my face. I'm a warrior who creates victories in our mighty Jesus' name. Now as I walk through the kingdom, blessings replace my pain. I as myself am important and don't need to rely on fame. I am a warrior princess and to his rock I cling. My battle plans will start revival. I'm a daughter of the king. And um, right now, I just feel if that was you or if it ministered to you, that you stand and I'll send a prayer. So, Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for planting all of these things in each and every one of us, that we don't need to be afraid or feel different because everybody else is doing something that's different than what we're feeling inside, that we are all created special in your name, Jesus. And I thank you that you have put creativity in all of us and that I'm, I'm happy that there's a diverse creativity in all of us, Father God, that none of us is exactly the same, but that I pray that people will understand that the one thing that they were given can minister. If it ministers to just one person, then they were doing something right. And that God has given that to them for that specific person. And that nothing, nothing that you feel is that is not of a, oh, sorry. And if you feel that what they have, if they feel that what they have, God, is not important, I pray that you will sow into them even more. And that this ministers to them, Father God, and that their creativity can change lives and start revival. I am, to be honest, I'm kind of, I am really kind of overwhelmed because all these great, great things that you heard today and many others, they never existed before. God touched their hearts and called them forth. They, 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 he touched their mind, it came into their hearts, and it came out on paper. And this is what God does with all of us. As, just like the last line on the, 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 the poem that, that, I, uh, that I shared, 
what we want to do. We want to let, we want to set the artist free. We want to let the artist go. And we all have that within us, just as the prayer that was just prayed. Each of us have a little something different, but it's great in the hand of God. Are you guys enjoying these? Awesome. I know I am. Um, my name is Anais Redding, and I <laughs> thank you. I had the just the privilege and the honor of co-leading the prophetic painting workshop, and um, it 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 definitely was an area or a time for me to really personally rekindle a passion that the Lord had placed in my heart since childhood. And, and months ago when, when Kaylin asked me to, to kind of partner up and, and just, she kind of just followed what the Lord was putting in her heart. And she had no idea that I had this creative um, uh, outlet. But personally, I was the one that was kind of like leaving that on a side and it was pretty dormant. So I was just shutting it away trying to focus on other things in life. And, and ultimately, it's been something that I've been enjoying, um, allowing the Lord to, to really use that for his kingdom. And so when, when we started preparing for this workshop and, and we were going to be doing the, the prophetic painting, um, I have to realize, and I have to be honest, it was definitely something that was really nerve-wracking for me because... Um, when I focused on the on the personal level, I was trying to do it out of performance, but then I realized that the Lord wanted to do this um, and wanted just to partner up with uh, with us and and had called me out to do this to to help others as well uh, in this journey and I know that some of the people that came to the to the workshop for them it was it was very difficult as well. It was stepping out to an area that they never even this really tried out before. I know some people had never painted before and some people share the, the, the same thing that I, that I'd been going through is just something that they'd been doing and that they kind of just put it aside because there wasn't much time to do it or just other things in life had taken priority. So I, I feel like, uh, I think it was maybe Daniel, but somebody earlier said that how, how cool it is that the Lord will awaken those things in us to to minister us and just so, to show us how much he knows us and how much he loves us and and just how intimate his relationship with us is that he knows us so well he knows even the little things we enjoy doing you know as leisure but to know that you can use those things to minister to that those things are used to minister you but also minister other people has been one of the coolest things to experience throughout uh, throughout this journey, I call it a journey because for me, it's, it feels like that. And it's a good one. And it's definitely something that I've enjoyed. And I, I know that a lot of the people that went to the workshop, I wish we could actually hear about everybody's. Uh, unfortunately, because of time, uh, we can't. But one of the things that, I, um, that I've noticed even this morning is that some of the people that have been obedient to partner up with the Lord have actually been ministered to. And some of those people are also ministering others. So that is a cool thing. It's sort of like a chain reaction where people will, will be obedient and just step out in faith to what the Spirit is leading them to do. And then they get to partner up and they get to be uh, 
or co-participate with the Lord and then minister others, but then they get ministered in return. And that's so awesome. So I actually um, have two people that I would like for them to share about their painting. Um, I'm first going to ask Mariah to share about hers. I think, yes, it is. <laughs> so, do you want me to hold it? Uh, sure. So, honestly, um, I really felt like the Lord told me to go to the painting workshop for my second one. And it's definitely out of my comfort zone. I'm not a painter, not a drawer. So, I was like, fine, Lord, I'll go and I'll like paint on a cross and it'll be awesome and stuff. And then when I got there, he was like really just ministering to me. And he was, I was um, just really getting like the color purple at first and that's royalty, you know. And then um, he was just reminding me um, that I was getting the verse that says, I've made my daughters graceful to beautify a palace. And then the one in, I think it's Song of Solomon, where he says, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And so I was painting this and I was just thinking, um, when I was painting it when I, and when I was praying about who it was for, I don't have a specific person or a name or anything, but I feel like it's for a woman or a lady or a girl or whatever who is really struggling with seeing any value in yourself and seeing any beauty in who you are. And um, I kind of was getting to that maybe you've grown up hearing like maybe like, oh, yes, you're beautiful, and you know it, and, like, you have value and stuff, but for some reason right now, you're really struggling with seeing any value in yourself, and specifically, like, self-image, you're really struggling with seeing anything worthy or good. So, if that's you, you can stand up. Hi. Hi. This is also my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, what's her name? Dakota. I'm sorry, what? Dakota. Dakota. Okay. Well, that's okay. So this is for Dakota. So you're going to receive it for her. Um, when I was painting it, I also kind of, it says, I have carved you fit for a palace. And I know the scripture says, I, I mean, I said it earlier, uh, may my daughters be graceful to beautify a palace. And I really was thinking that when you think of a palace, or when I think of like a princess in a palace and stuff, I think of like how beautiful and like, like overwhelming it is and stuff. And the Lord really has created us fit for that. And that when he looks at us and when he looks at his women and his daughters, he really doesn't see any flaw. So do I just pray? You want me to pray? Or does... Oh, yeah. And it can be for... Do you want to... Okay, if there's anybody else who you feel like this is ministering to, you can stand up too because I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray now. (laughs) Father, I thank you so much for who you are. And I thank you for how much thought and creativity you put in making us, Father. 
And right now, I just, I lift up these women, Father, and I thank you that you would remind them of who they are, Father, and how you see them, Father. And I thank you that if you can shut the mouth of a lion, Father, you can shut the mouth of a liar, Father. And so any words that have been put over them that are not correct, Father, I just ask that you break those words off of them and that you would show them that that is not their identity and that is not who they are, Father. And I thank you that you would begin to um, take them down a path and a journey, that is showing them how beautiful and wonderful you made them, Father, and how graceful and amazing, and that they are they are daughters of the King. They are princesses who deserve to look at themselves and they and like what they see, and they deserve to be proud of who they are, and they deserve to just like everything about them, Father. And I thank you that you would make that such a revelation in their heart, Father, that uh, words that are spoken to them, Father, cannot um, can't do anything, Father. They just fall off. That you would just pour oil over them, Father, that makes it slick where words can't stick father and i just thank you for that and i lift them up and i just thank you for the journey you're about to take them on in jesus name amen who do i give it to awesome awesome okay well and then uh, another person i would ask to come up uh chris brubaker And again, as, as Mariah mentioned, if you, I mean, only one person gets to take the painting home. But if you feel like this is ministering to you, claim it, guys. Receive it. Because this, this, this is the awesome thing about how the Lord, um, how he loves us and he knows us. And so if you really feel like it's ministering to you, I, I just encourage you to, to receive it. And allow, um, step out in faith and, and allow that prayer to, to be also um, prayed upon you. So, um, so I went to the, my first, uh, first breakout session I went to was Ton and Shannon's Eventing with God. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And then, uh, back at the GT youth camp, we did some similar breakout sessions to what we did here with a little bit of differences. Um, but they had the painting one. It's like, well, I don't really... I don't really consider myself artistic with drawing or painting. I, I'm a carpenter. I do woodworking. I like working with my hands. So that's a little bit of similar. But no, that's not, that's not really. I've never been good at drawing. I'm a stick figure guy, you know, hard lines. Um, and so, but, I, but, but it's like at the very end of it, it's like, man, I kind of wish I did that. I hope we could do that again sometime because I'd really like to do that. And so uh, I ended up doing it at the creative conference and the second breakout session, the one that you were not you know, don't feel very comfortable doing. And so um, I'm a very big uh, comic book buff, and I like comic book movies. And so this was uh, on the, the, I think it was Friday night. No, it was uh, Saturday night or Saturday morning. Uh, God just gave me this picture of in Batman, there's Gotham City, which is always at night, apparently. Um, and there's always a couple windows on. You know, it's very... Uh, dark and gloomy city, um, but then there's the bat signal that will shine out, you know, and that's a sign of protection, you know, that everything's going to be okay. You know, Batman's got this. He always, you know, no matter what the problem is, he always saves the day. And so um, I felt like this painting was for someone who actually didn't really like their either their middle name or their first name, um, and that this painting was to bring that your name actually means protection to somebody, 
your name brings strength to somebody and that your name is important to them and to somebody else. And so God wants to just bring that back to you, that your name, whether you don't really enjoy it or, you know, you wish, you know, someone else had a cool name like, like Nick or something else, um, you know, uh, that your name actually means something to someone and to God. And so if that speaks to you, please let me pray over you. The, the it says insert name here because he didn't give me a name. means to you? I was named after my grandpa and an uncle, and all the time growing up, Lee was a boy's name, and it was uh, really evident from the time I was born. My grandpa died a couple days after I was born, and um, letters were written to my mother that he was just waiting to see if I would be a boy. So I always felt like a disappointment from the very beginning. Anyway. Um, well, I'd like to pray for you right now. I'd also like to give you a hug. Father, right now, I just come before you, and I just thank you so much for Lee. We just ask you to bless her right now in Jesus' name. We ask you to raise up a spirit of strength and safety that, Lee is a name of power. Lee is a name of safety. You know, people will come to you with problems and you have safe answers that bring powerful results. So, Daddy, we just ask and release that upon her right now, that she is not a disappointment. You, she was a destined purpose and plan for the people around her. So we just release that in Jesus' name. So, as I've been just shown, the meaning or definition of the word Lee is the sheltered side, the side away from the wind. Sheltered from the wind or weather, given by a neighboring object, especially nearby land. And so, you are a shelter to the people around you, and they don't even know it. is awesome. He, our Father loves us so much that even those details He will bring up and He will show us how much He loves us. Um, and sometimes, sometimes in public we are so vulnerable and it's so hard. But I know there may be other people in this house that right now feels it. But if not, I just, I just invite you to to feel ministered by this this entire uh, body, as far as the the opportunity to just know that 
the Holy Spirit has that, not only for those of us that stood up here, but for everybody here, okay? So if there's a poem, there's a, a painting, there's a dance movement, something that you meant that you feel can minister other people, st step out, guys. This is, this is just truly awesome to see how if you partner with the Lord, you can actually be part of, of, these, of this community where you get to expand his kingdom. Anyways, I'm, I don't have much more to say. I'm just really overwhelmed right now with, with the presence of, of the Lord and just how much he loves us. And it's, it's truly, truly an honor to stand up here and, and just share with you guys this. Thank you so much. How many of you feel like we had worship today? Yeah. Well, I just um, thank you guys so much. And I want to thank all of you for being so brave. Like, it was such a weekend of bravery and faith and, and just stepping out and doing things we've never done before. So thank you guys for taking that risk with us. And we get to see God do amazing things. And I'd also like to thank my team. And uh, it was just really a, a huge success because I had such an amazing team. So thank you guys so much. And um, let's just stand. Is that okay? If you have anything, I'm going to say something in ending. Yeah. One thing I want to uh, share is, is a struggle I had last week. Those of you who were here, or some of you may be wondering, well, if you had such this wonderful breakthrough, or we had this wonderful breakthrough with weather and not, worrying about the ice, then why didn't we have church last Sunday? Anybody thinking about that? <laughs> good question, good question. I'm glad you asked that question. And real quickly, because well, when we were um, going through every, last weekend and everything, I feel like the Lord spoke to me and says not to have church tomorrow. I was thinking, but <laughs> we're standing against the ice, and you know it's going to be okay and everything. And I felt like he gave me some specific reasons why not to. Uh, one was to give the team that had, uh, Kaylin's team that had been working tirelessly, give them a break because this church was wrecked last weekend, it, uh, wonderfully wrecked. It was, it was beautiful chaos. And for us to get it ready for church the next morning would have meant several hours after 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you know, get things ready. So that was just a practical reason. But the main reason is because I felt like even though the roads did not ice up last week, many people would have been concerned about the roads and everything. And so I felt like the Lord just wanted people to rest. He just wanted us to rest, relax, chill out, stay up late with your family, kids, and just relax. And then let's come this week so you guys get to hear and partake in what happened last week. And so to hear all the testimonies and, and all the wonderful thing that you got to experience this morning, that we as a family would get to celebrate together. And so that was the main reason why I felt like he said, don't have church tomorrow, we'll have it the next week. So if you're wondering... That was why. And, and I'm, I'm so excited because we did this thing, and you notice we did not call anybody from another church, a professional who's done this many times, to come and do this. God's raising up a daughter in our house to do this kind of thing. And so I really appreciate Kay, and I appreciate her team and, and doing this it was awesome. I had fun last week. I felt like a kid. Uh, you know, people kept asking me questions, texting me, saying, hey, I'm not going to. I said, don't tell me. I'm just a participant. You need to talk to her. 
you know, I had nothing to do with it all. And so it was fun just to come and celebrate and be a part of all the cool stuff that happened. And, and Kay, I want to say thank you for being brave. We've never done anything like this, and it was a huge risk. It's like, how would it work out? Well, it worked out wonderfully. And I believe that it, there was many things deposited in this body and in you, our family, uh, to do greater kingdom things for him. Amen. So I'm going to ask Kay to come and just close this out. Let's pray. All right, Daddy, thank you so much that we got to do this. And thank you that this was just a taste of of what you want to experience with us every single day. (laughs) And, uh, Daddy, I thank you that that you have kingdom solutions for every problem we can encounter, that that you're thinking good things about every person we encounter, and you've put, uh, put your prophetic voice inside of every single person in this room. God, I just thank you for the transformation that's going to happen, that that revival is here. Revival is here. (laughs) Revival is here. Revival is here. (laughs) Revival is here. Thank you, Lord. And revival is that new renaissance that you're birthing out of your sons and daughters. God, I thank you for that creative renaissance that's coming forth. I thank you for the city transformation that's going to happen. God, I thank you for the great harvest that's happening right now because your kids are saying yes to you and your kids are being brave with you every single day. God, we thank you for what you're doing. And thank you all of it is just because you love us so much. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you for, wow, that we saw so much of you this weekend. God, and thank you for your uniqueness that you've put like treasure in every single person. And that as every single person creates with you, that we get to see a a beautiful portrait of your face. So, God, thank you so much, and we love you. And we're going to go for it this week with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And do not forget to register for the, um, the healing school. If you want to register, you can go online or you can send me a text and that'll let me know. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week.